0: All right, good morning, everybody. Back at it again. I'm going to get another episode in. And like I said yesterday, if you didn't listen to that episode, I said I was going to do all the stuff that I couldn't cover or, you know, didn't have time to do while I was on vacation. So, uh, yesterday's episode was about uh, Jay Z in the NFL. If you didn't check that one out, go ahead and check that one out. Um, This episode, though, today is going to be on all of the Antonio Brown drama that just continues. And we got more news yesterday about it. So I was going to do an episode on this regardless, but then the new news came out. So it's just even better. So I'm just going to continue to do it. And I'll continue to talk about it until it it just goes away. But it never seems to be going away. So last episode I did on Antonio Brown was about the frostbite on his feet, which. From sources I've heard, isn't necessarily frostbite. So I'll go back and we'll recap that a little bit. So if you didn't listen to that episode, it was I think I think, I think three episodes ago. You can go ahead and check that one out as well. Um, it's not going to be 100 percent up to date. This one is going to be up to date. Anyway, he posted that picture on Instagram about his feet because people were wondering why he wasn't practicing. Yada yada yada. Well, like I said, it was frostbite. But then I went ahead and did some more research. And there were some doctors who had seen the pictures on Instagram and said that it wasn't necessarily frostbite, that what it was, was he had a bad, a medium to bad case of trench foot, which if you don't know what trench foot is, it's basically like a severe case of athlete's foot. So it, it originated in like World War Two, and in, in World War One, And then it got worse in like Vietnam and in Korea, where soldiers who had their feet exposed to sweaty socks and also just wet environments, um, and they weren't changing their socks and they weren't keeping their feet dry, basically your tissue starts falling off the bottom of your feet because it's so wet and just disgusting. It's full of bacteria and not good stuff. So they think that he had trench foot, like a mild case of it, you know, nothing crazy, but definitely when you get trench foot, it's not good. And then he went into the cryotherapy chamber, so all the moisture in his feet from having trench foot, then basically got flash frozen in the, cry- in the cryotherapy chamber because he wasn't wearing the proper footwear. And if you know what happens with water when it freezes, it expands. So it literally all the water in his feet from the trench foot expanded and pretty much destroyed his skin and made those blisters and bubbles all on the bottom of his feet which I guess as of right now is on its way to being healed. So again, you it just brings up the argument as, as to why and how an athlete of his caliber and a person who needs to take care of his feet and take care of his hands because it's his livelihood would let something like this happen. I don't know, the man's an idiot. I, I don't have time to sit here and question Antonio Brown's decisions. But what I will do now is go into the next saga, which was this whole helmet debacle. So in the course of all this uh, drama with his feet, he started, um, on top of this, complaining about the ability for him to be able to use a helmet he's been using pretty much since he got into the league. Um, it's like a, a shut model helmet that... Apparently, he's had since his rookie year in the NFL, and he's been wearing forever. But the problem with it is that every ten years, uh, basically, he he needs every ten years that helmet becomes obsolete. Basically, is that the model is is no longer allowed because it doesn't pass the NFL's strict. Uh, regulations for safety. So every 10 years, they put out a new list of approved helmets that there's an independent firm of engineers that are up in Canada that do the test on the helmets. So it's not biased. There's nothing against it. They just do the test to make sure the helmets are up to snuff. Because like we talked about in later episodes, the NFL likes to give the appearance they care about uh, player safety, which we know they don't but they just need to keep up the image because it's this you know they painted themselves in this corner so he had a helmet that he loved to use and players that also liked using that helmet were Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and they also kind of didn't like the fact that they had to get rid of their helmet but you know when you're playing in the league for a long time you have to do what you do so he basically didn't like the fact that he had to change helmets but he was painted into a corner in which he had to. There was no other option. Um, under the CBA, though, he did get to take that argument to an arbitrator and try to get them to understand why he thinks he should be able to use the helmet he wants to use. That didn't go well at all. So I think over the over last week, uh, end of last week, basically, um, he... When the arbitration, basically the hearing that happened, um, basically they said, no, you can't wear the helmet, we're sorry. Here's the list of approved helmets, try an approved helmet, wear it. Well, AB didn't like that at all. In fact, he tried to take an old Steeler helmet he had, take it to somewhere, get it painted to look like a Raiders helmet. This is the best part about this story, is he got it Painted to look like a Raiders helmet by someone who obviously has never seen a Raiders helmet. Because according to reports, it didn't even remotely look like a Raiders helmet. It was like a terrible paint job. Again, this is a man who's making $30 million this year. Why why is he making a shitty helmet? Like why well, how just pay someone who's good at painting? I, I don't understand. So he paints he paints an old Steelers helmet to make it look like a Raiders helmet that doesn't look like a Raiders helmet. He wears it to practice. He gets caught wearing it at practice, and they tell him, Stop wearing this helmet. So then he says, okay and puts it back, puts the other helmet on, he throws a fit, he hates that helmet, he sneaks the old beat-up helmet that doesn't look like a Raiders helmet back into camp again, they tell him to stop, wear the proper helmet, he then decides to disappear from training camp to apparently go see a doctor to work on his feet, so at this point now, he's been denied the use of the helmet, he's tried to sneak the old helmet in multiple times, they tell him to stop wearing it, he says no, he goes and leaves to work on his feet. An independent doctor comes back to practice where he's still trying to fight with the league about it. Um, and he's he's basically painted the coach into a corner where uh, John Gruden what well, doesn't want to call him out on not showing up. He just says, we're rooting for AB. We hope everything works out. Well, now, basically, everyone who had any complaints about this whole helmet thing is now wearing a new model helmet. AB is the only player in the league... Not wearing this helmet, and he's the only one still complaining, and he's put in forth another argument towards it. So there are two thousand nine hundred players on the combined thirty-two NFL rosters right now. So obviously, that's not going to be how many there's going to be in the NFL right now. We're in preseason. There's a lot more rot people carried on rosters. None of them are refusing to play right now. No one is refusing to play because of the helmet besides one person, and that one person is Antonio Brown. So he has put an ultimatum out there that he says if he doesn't get to wear the helmet he wants to wear, he's not playing anymore. Well, this basically brought forth what Mike Mayock, um, he had to come out and, and give them an ultimatum, and he said, listen, we've exhausted all avenues of relief. That's a quote. Exhausted all avenues of relief regarding the helmet situation with Antonio Brown. It is time for him to either come to camp and come to practice or go away. That's, that's more of a paraphrasing. But basically, you need to be here and participate or don't wear your helmet and don't show up and don't get your check, which you would be stupid to believe Antonio Brown doesn't want $30 million. Okay, He wants $30 million. But what is happening now is he's just creating an ultimate circus and and i as a steelers fan absolutely love it it is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me i sit here and just watch and 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 just laugh every day that this continues like and and the people and it's crazy like uh, like pro football talk they were still on antonio brown's side after everything that transpired and they still are which is utterly unbelievable I don't even understand how you can still be on the side of Antonio Brown after everything that is going down. This man is literally just a a walking, absolute three-ring circus, and he just packed up his tents and just flew across the country and opened it back up for business, and he is just the ringmaster in the three-ring circus that now resides in Alameda County, and it is unbelievably ridiculous there it just doesn't even make sense and and you can't even you can't even start thinking about it to make sense because it just won't it is never going to make sense his argument all it is i don't even understand it that it is it is so dumb because it, it just doesn't make any sense why would you try to fight the fact that the helmet's safer like this is a man who's been concussed before He's had a concussion. He got hit really hard by his, now who, who is a teammate of his, Vontez Perfect, and he was concussed, and he was out for multiple games because of it. Like, wouldn't you jump at the opportunity to have a safer helmet? Anyway, so I guess I left out one one detail of this. It doesn't really matter, but he goes and basically gets told by the NFL, if you can find a helmet that is the one you want, the one you like, but it was manufactured after 2011. You can get it independently tested at our lab in, in Canada. And if it passes, you can wear it. So then he goes on this whole Twitter thing to try to find someone who owns this this shut model helmet that he wants. He finds one that I guess was used in a prop in a movie. And uh, so he gets it, he sends it up to Canada and that uh, <laughs> doesn't pass the test it fails. The engineers come back and tell him, "Nope, we're sorry, that helmet failed." So that's pretty much the catalyst that was drive, driving his whole anger and why he didn't show up to camp or our, our practice yesterday for the Raiders. So that's what sparked the Mike Mayock basically saying, "Hey, listen, you need to be here or not be here. We don't care. Decide because there's 89 other people on this team who are trying to make the roster and trying to be a part and help this team win," which is great. So and obviously you can see, but the difference between Gruden's comments about Antonio Brown and Mike Mayock's comments about Antonio Brown, you can truly see that there are just, that these two don't do don't always see eye to eye in every opinion. So Mike Mayock made it a count to draft, and I've talked about this, and this is also things that just don't make sense. And that's why the Raiders are just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. And if, and if anyone who sat there watched that Arizona Raiders uh, preseason game, and you thought how good the Raiders looked, that is not anything to do with how good the Raiders are going to be. It is all about how bad the Arizona Cardinals are going to be. And we can go down that rabbit hole in a whole other episode. But I just want you guys not to get confused on what you saw if you did watch that game. First of all, one, it's preseason. Nobody is playing anything in particular as in like schemes, nobody's scheming for anybody, nobody's putting anything out there. It's very vanilla defenses. So it's cover twos, you know, your, your man coverages, your single safety looks, it's, it's very, very easy, like concepts because they don't have time to implement deep hard defensive schemes and they don't want to give anything away to, you know, teams that they may see again. So, that's why it, it, it's all very vanilla, which means if you're a quarterback and all you're getting to see is man coverage and like cover twos and single safety looks and, and also it's all very vanilla defenses and base defenses and you're a good quarterback, you should just march down the field. It should be a, a piece of cake for you. And the Kyler Murray absolutely was terrible in that game. He looked absolutely horrible. Um, you can take that with a grain of salt. I'm not going to get into that right now because I'm trying to finish this story. But anyway, So, basically, you can tell the difference between Mike Mayock and John uh, John Gruden and how they actually represent everything about the teams and how you can totally tell they don't see eye to eye. Mayock made it a point that in the draft, he took three players in the first round that were all high-character, good team players on their team. He took players that people kind of criticized him for taking in the spots in which he took them, yet he came out and said, Listen, this isn't about... The talent level. We thought all these guys were pretty much on the equal talent level. What we did, know, what we did see, and why we valued them higher was because their ability to be character guys in this ro- in this locker room, to be able to lead people in the future. We want future leaders for this team because this team is going in a new direction, which is great. And I and I applauded him for standing up for the picks that he made in the face of everyone and his old NF- NFL Network colleagues criticizing some of the picks he made, but he said, this is a character or we're trying to get character people. Well, then John Gruden goes out there and gets three guys that make zero sense for character, for for, for building a team of character. You get Antonio Brown, you get Vontez Perfect, and you get um, Richie Incognito. Why on earth, if you're trying to make a team and push and push the narrative of, we're trying to get leaders and build a young team full of character guys on this team, then you switch that entire narrative and, and get those three guys in the offseason in free agency and, and via trades. No, it makes no sense at all. And you can tell right there that there's there was a divide right at that point between Mayock and Gruden. And then you can tell right now that Antonio Brown is, is Gruden's guy. He, Gruden's defended him. Gruden's been on his side via this whole thing, which I guess part of me says he has to be because I, I, I think... One, he allocated for forgetting him. John, uh, John Gruden always loved Antonio Brown. He loved his work ethic. He loved got. He loves guys who practice super hard. That's John Gruden's bread and butter, right? So that's why he loves Antonio Brown. But you can tell Mayock does not like it. And him saying this that he needs to be here or leave is an ultimatum, and it's basically saying, I never wanted this guy here in the first place. You, John Gruden, gave me this headache, and now I have to and I have to do this. And I have to turn chicken scratch into chicken salad. And, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do it if this guy's continuing to be an asshole. And that's what he is, ladies and gentlemen. He is an asshole. Antonio Brown is an asshole. That's what he is. He's always been that way. And the fact that no one could see it, and now, that's is why I'm just sitting here and laughing. Because literally the entire national media painted the Steelers organization between the Roonies, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger as the villain, and it was all their fault, and A- Antonio Brown had nothing to do with anything. It was the quarterback talking bad about him, and this, that, and the other. No, 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 He's always been an asshole. He will always continue to be an asshole, and now he's an asshole who lives in California. And guess what? He's their problem now, and I just laughed. Because everyone in the media painting the picture of, oh, poor Antonio, he just he just wanted the quarterback to like him, and mm, he just felt like he wasn't, oh, uh, he just, mm. no. So stupid. He is an asshole, and he'll always continue to be an asshole, especially when you give him a platform and the ability to be an asshole. He hasn't even played a game in a Raiders uniform. Not even one game. And, he, and he's out here being a complete total jackass and doesn't even want to show up to practice because of a helmet. And the people that say, "Oh yeah, the the Raiders organization is is supporting AB way more than the Steelers organization. Like they have his back in this whole debacle." Hell no. The Steelers actually got got years of production out of him. They got years of production. The Raiders can't even get him to show up to practice. How the hell is that controlling anybody? He's literally walking all over them. The Raiders organization to, to, to Antonio Brown is a giant welcome mat. He is just rubbing his disgusting feet all over them and telling them that I'm in charge here. You're not. I'll show up to practice whenever the hell I want. I'll wear the helmet that I want. You'll pay me $30 million and you'll like it. And now he has Drew, uh, Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, on the whole narrative trying to fix everything with the helmet debacle. And and that guy is, is, is basically, you know, a crazy maniac too. I mean, he's a ruthless agent. Uh, And, and somehow I feel like they're, they, they, they're just going to be able to skate around the rule. Are they going to say you got a new helmet and and it's not going to be a new helmet. I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly don't, but it it is, it is utterly hilarious to see how this is all transpiring. And the fact that people continue to want to sit here and be like, "Oh, Oh yeah, it's not a big deal. Antonio Brown, he's, He'll be all right. Like he's just—he's just trying to do. You know, why can't he wear the helmet? He wants to. Well, rules are rules. We're sorry. You li- This is this. Everyone has fall rules that we that we don't like all the time. But he's like I said before. Let me read this stat for you one more time. There are currently twenty nine hundred. So that's two thousand nine hundred players on a combined thirty two team rosters. Okay, so. That's how many players there are currently in the NFL right now playing. Guess what? None of them have argued about the helmet rule. They are all currently wearing helmets that the NFL deems are safe. There's only one player, one, in, all, in the whole NFL out of 2,900 people that is complaining about the helmet rule. One person. So... I don't understand it. I have no idea. He, he literally thinks he's better than everyone. He thinks that rules don't apply to him. And it was like that from the very beginning, right? Driving 115 miles an hour down McKnight Road in Pittsburgh. Okay. Rules don't apply to me. Throwing furniture off a balcony and hit almost killing a two-year-old from 20 stories up. Rules don't apply to me. These are all things. These are red flags, people. Rules don't apply to him, right? I am under contract with the Steelers. I have three more years on this deal. Up oh, pitch a hissy, uh, pitch a hissy fit, get tossed out, get paid $30 million. Right? Rules don't apply to me. That's literally A B in a nutshell. You can't control him. It is a tornado in a trailer park. And the trailer park happens to be currently about five miles from my apartment. It's right down the road. I can drive there and see it. There's a spinning vortex of crazy bullshit all over there, and it's hilarious. And I can't wait. And, and they're going to have to address this on Tuesday, which I guess is tomorrow on Hard Knocks. All this has to be addressed on Hard Knocks. That's the greatest part. Is you can't not let it be out in the media and not be on Hard Knocks. Like it just—it's just—it's like the gift that keeps on giving. I don't—I don't even know how to describe it anymore. Like I don't—I guess I should go down to where they're filming and thank all of them. Because this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Finally, there's only there's, seriously, there's only one media outlet yet who has yet to criticize Antonio Brown, and that is Pro Football Talk, and they're on uh, NBC Sports. And I honestly can't believe it. They they think Pro Football Talk. Let let me get the quote up here because I, I have it pulled up. It is it is utterly, utterly amazing. They're they're literally in his corner. And they're painting him, the Pro Football Talk is painting him as the victim in the helmet controversy. They're trying to say that it's the league is being racist towards him. And how, how, again, how is it a racist narrative when there's 2,900 other players in the league currently all using helmets that are on the list of approved helmets? And the two players who AB cited as people he wanted to, you know, that he thought these two people being Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were able to use the helmets that they were using, that they were not on the list of approved helmets. When when in reality, both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady had to switch to new approved helmets. So guess what? You're the only idiot out of 2,900 people. You're the only idiot who's complaining, the only person. And so I don't know what, what the problem is here. And And I just can't believe that Mike Mayock had the balls to be like, listen, ultimatum, show up or don't show up. This train is leaving the station with or without you. You are one person. We don't necessarily need you. We would like you here, but we don't need you here. So I hope that they put their money where their mouth is and that the Raiders can be like, yeah, we're done with this this asshat. Because I just find it hilarious. But ultimately, guess what? $30 million is all all Antonio Brown cares about. That's it. That's the only thing he cares about. He's only cared about one thing, one thing only from the moment he got it and that was money. In fact, this is a little known fact. He asked for an advance not once, but twice. Went personally to Mr. Rooney when he was a member of the Steelers and asked Mr. Rooney not once, but twice for an advance on his paycheck, meaning can you give me money up front in like a signing bonus or whatever or put money in my account and that I won't then I won't get game checks during the season right? And obviously, Mr. Rooney could tell him absolutely not. I pay you via game checks. You have to show up to get your paycheck, right? But no, Mr. Rooney not once, but twice gave him a loan, basically, gave him money up front to, because somehow Antonio Brown either needed money or, or he he needed cash for something, right? And Mr. Rooney obliged him not once, but twice in a cash advance. This guy doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't care about his own family. He doesn't care about his own baby mamas. He doesn't care about paying $100 for his daughter's haircut. He doesn't care about anything. He only cares about one thing and one thing only, and that's making money. So at the end of the day, you think he's going to turn down $30 million to play football, regardless if it's an old helmet or a new helmet? No, not at all. He's not turning down $30 million. There's no way. There's no way in hell Antonio Brown is turning down $30 million. He will be on the field. He just will. So the only interesting part will be, is he going to wear one of the new helmets and complain about it all season? Or is he going to, you know, actually put his money where his mouth is and not show up and make a statement? But if I'm a betting man... I'm putting all my money on Antonio Brown showing up because thirty million dollars. There's thirty million reasons why he he wants to show up. It's it's crazy. This is, it's honestly like these are things I asked for in the off season. You know, I mean, the regular season is about to start, and you know, preseason football is it's basically like the biggest. It's it's the biggest dick tease ever. Is preseason football all you do is? You watch football, and you're like, yay, football, and then you look at it on the screen, and you're like, ugh, that's not football. These people don't know how to play. Nobody knows how to block. Nobody gets open. Quarterbacks can't throw. So, this is great. It's a storyline we get to to get to all see. And And like I said, the gift that keeps on giving is the fact that the Raiders have hard knocks. So it's like, not only do we get the updated news that we got yesterday and the national media just swirling around Alameda County. But yet we get to watch hard knocks on Tuesday night and they get to tell us all the inside shit that's happening and how madly insane that organization is. Again, this is why the Raiders are in shambles because they can't even figure out their own identity. Mayock had a plan. The plan was get character guys in this in this room, build a team. Build a team from leadership values in there, in the locker room. Yet Gruden goes there and he undermines all of it. Mayock is, is going to have to either tell Gruden that this is his team or Gruden's going to have to tell Mayock, this is my team. But they can't both be trying to play both those sides. That's just not how it's going to work. It just isn't. So I don't know. Uh, this is—it's super interesting to see how this is going to pan out, uh, or excuse me, pan out. But I—I I don't know. I, I'm just—I'm just in awe that this continues to be a storyline, at all. I mean, I'm not in awe because I know AB is a jackass, but to be the only jackass out of 2,900 people complaining is it, it, just utterly amazing. And seriously, go ahead and, and do some research. To see which people are on his side and which people aren't. Because, okay, when this whole thing started, it was the local Pittsburgh media, obviously, that knew how much of an asshole Antonio Brown was, and there were a few people who took the side of the Steelers, one being Chris Carter on FS1, uh, Colin Coward, another, right? Very small select few of the smart people. Then, all of a sudden, the more stupid shit Antonio Brown started to do when he was away from the Steelers everybody started jumping on board and I just want to say that I appreciate the people that you know call a spade a spade and don't double back on their takes and go wow okay I guess he is crazy like learn to see crazy okay people learn to see it from the very beginning because it's easy to see it's hundred percent easy to see anyway guys that's gonna do it for today's episode um hope you liked it uh you can follow me on Instagram at the rant with Eli. Follow me on Twitter at the rant Eli. You can email me at the Eli at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you guys thought about this episode. We can debate about, uh, different topics or what would you do if you were the general manager or the ownership? Um, well, not the ownership. They're idiots in the, at, at the Raiders. What would you do in this whole situation? Uh, let me know, continue to, um, share the podcast guys. I really appreciate the support. um, And uh, I'm going to continue to do more stuff for everybody. And we continue to go closer. We're now just a few days away from the kickoff of the regular season. We just have to put up with a few more weeks of bogus football to get the real stuff. Uh, Again, guys, thanks a lot for listening. And I will see you guys when I see you.